America's weekly dose of wellness. Brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to the podcast. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about Halloween. Yes, it's a wonderful and fun time of year. However, you know, we all want to be safe during this time. So today we'll be talking about Halloween safety tips. Our guest is Dr. Gina Posner, a pediatrician at Memorial Care Medical Group, Fountain Valley Warner. Welcome, Dr. Posner. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, Halloween is such a fun time of year for everybody, but of course we have to be cautious. What are some safety tips that you can pass along to help ensure that kids stay safe this Halloween? So I think the most important thing, especially the younger ones, should be with a parent always and not a huge group with, you know, one parent watching multiple children because especially with the little ones, it can be a little bit overwhelming for one parent to be watching too many children. I also really like one of my favorite things are the glow sticks um, or the glow necklaces or anything glowing. Flashlights are great just because then they're visible. And especially when you're going in the dark, it's really important for children to be visible to cars, to other people, etc. I think those are sort of the biggest things. And then, you know, just making sure also you're holding hands when crossing streets and looking both ways because sometimes cars are going fast down streets and not really aware of the fact that it's Halloween and there are a lot of kids out and about running around. Right. And also maybe going to neighborhoods that you really know. Definitely you want to go to a neighborhood that you know. Staying local is important if if you live in a safe neighborhood. Obviously, if you live in a neighborhood that you don't find safe, going to a neighborhood that you're familiar with that is safe, that has sidewalks is really important because there are some neighborhoods that don't have sidewalks and walking on the street is not necessarily the safest. Absolutely. And then is there strength in numbers having, you know, kids go together rather than singly? Well, I definitely think kids together is important, but at the same time with parental supervision, obviously when the kids get a little bit older, they can go just by themselves. Although I think with a pair, I don't really like kids that are even older kids going by themselves just solo. Right. And what should parents teach their children if they're a little bit older before trick-or-treating? Well, especially making sure that they're going to houses they know and are familiar with, going to well-lit houses that obviously are meant to have trick-or-treaters versus going to the dark houses or bothering people that that have their lights off. Also, same thing, having flashlight, having glow sticks so that they're visible, not darting out in the street, making sure they're looking both ways before they're crossing any streets. And then if anything makes them scared, stay away from it or find another group of people or find an adult nearby. Yeah, and some of those costumes you can't even see very well, so maybe have some kind of a plan for that. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'm a big fan of glow sticks. We already bought ours for our kids for this year, and they just they usually wear like a necklace around or a bracelet or something so that they're visible. Okay. Now, I hate to go here, but I need to. There was a recent news story about fentanyl being found at LAX that was wrapped in Halloween candy packaging. What can parents look for when inspecting their children's candy before they allow them to eat it? So there are other articles coming out that it's very low risk that fentanyl is going to be found in any of your Halloween candy. But fentanyl typically appears as pills. So when they were opening these candy boxes, they didn't look like 
whoppers you know they were clearly pills versus like a big chocolate ball so you're Mm -hmm. not going to see like fentanyl disguised as a true looking whopper like if you open a whoppers box and it's filled with (laughs) tiny little pills you you probably should not be eating it and should be giving that to the police and hopefully you'll remember where you got it from but the likelihood is pretty slim that you're going to end up with fentanyl this was more of a way for them to sneak the fentanyl in versus a way to distribute it at Halloween time. And I remember back in the day, you know, apples were kind of a problem because people were inserting things into apples. So maybe just packaging is important, right? Definitely packaging. You you want things that are unopened packages, not tampered with, definitely no homemade kind of stuff. You know, back in my day, people would make these little popcorn balls and give them out and you don't want anything homemade. I know it seems sweet and everything that people are making yeah. you stuff, but the reality is you really want a sealed package. Very good tip. What are some ways that trick-or-treating loot can be enjoyed in moderation, or maybe any tips for parents on how to control the size of all that Halloween loot? So, first of all, a lot of dentists actually offer buybacks. So, um, they're Dentists that even for their non-patients will do like a dollar per pound of candy that you turn in. So some kids actually enjoy that. I also recommend kids going through the candy and putting the ones that they really want on one side and the ones that they sort of don't really need on another. You can either, for parents, bringing it to work, (laughs) which the workers don't need it either, but getting rid of it that way (laughs) can be useful. But also just having kids choose like a few things that they really want and limiting to a couple pieces a day and just hiding the rest or putting it high up when it's used as dessert versus letting them encourage themselves. And we we wish parents good luck with that, right? Yeah, yeah, good luck. It's easier said than done. But my kids, we still have Halloween candy left over from last year. You know, so do we in a weird way. So yeah, all right. Okay, moving on, COVID-19 is still kind of a threat, as well as RSV during this time. Can you explain, Dr. Posner, RSV and what parents can do to help their children at this time of the year? Yeah, so there are a lot of viruses actually going around, but RSV is making headlines. It typically comes later in the season, more towards like December-ish. This year, it's made a resurgence very early. RSV stands for respiratory syncytial virus. It's a pretty nasty cold bug. It basically gives most people a cold, but with little kids and even some adults, it can really cause um, trouble breathing. They can end up with a lot of wheezing. Because it's a virus, there's no treatment for it, but there is supportive treatments like oxygen. Some kids will respond to albuterol, not all kids. So if they're having trouble breathing, like really working hard to breathe and looking terrible, you'd want to bring them in to be seen for RSV. But as far as what they can do to prevent it, washing hands is really important. Not hanging out with sick kids on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, trying to, trying to keep your kids away from sick kids, although with kids going to school, everyone's spreading it at this point and masks do work. So you know, if your child's sick, having them mask. If you're around kids that are sick, having them mask as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Speaking of masks, would Halloween masks be effective at protecting against COVID and other airborne diseases? 
not typically. So Halloween masks are more made to be breathable and just to be more just decorative. So you really need a good quality mask. And there are some cloth masks that you can insert, filter into that might, you can have decorated as a certain Halloween costume, but, and those would work. But other than that, the actual masks that are made for Halloween costumes are really not meant for protecting against any viruses. Yeah. I kind of knew that. I just had to ask just in case there's someone out there who is wondering. And what is the single most important thing that parents can do in the fall to protect their child, not only at Halloween, but in any activity? Well, definitely getting your COVID and your flu shots and just keeping your child up to date on all their vaccines. Okay. Get that COVID, get that flu shot. Any other flu shot? Any other shot that they need? I'm just a big proponent, just keeping your child up to date on all vaccines. Okay. And doctor, where can people go for their pediatric or primary care needs? Well, of course, I'm a big proponent of memorial care. Yes. Okay. And we have um, an address here, memorialcare.org slash mcmg dash fv. I'll give it one more time, memorialcare.org slash mcmg fv. Dr. Posner, it's been wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for all the great tips. No problem. Well, thank you for having me. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Now, for more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Have yourself a terrific day.